Good morning everybody, it's the last day of the month and the markets are racing. We were up 80 points yesterday, we're up 54 points today, it's all good. Now before I do go on, it is the end of the month and we have a promotional code for anyone that's on trial or indeed randomly listening to our podcast. If you go to our subscribe page by midnight tonight and type in the promotional code THEFACTS, T-H-E-F-A-C-T-S, you'll find some fabulous prices. Please do that. I look forward to seeing you as a member. Meanwhile, a lot of interesting themes running through the overnight session in the US. One of the most obvious ones is that the US market in particular is gearing itself to recovery rather than safety. A lot of the boring quality stocks are beginning to underperform in the US against a market up 2.2%. The staples, which is things like food retailers and the utility sectors, both fell. And that's against a market that was rushing up. It's interesting to see that the market is rotating out of the safe stuff that did well during the virus into a recovery stocks. And on the recovery front, it looks like the, the bottom is in. There were three, three sectors of note in the US that performed well last night, which was energy, smaller companies and airlines. On the energy front, the oil price is up over 20% last night in the US. Brent crude was up 10.9%, and most of the US oil stocks are up about 5%, ExxonMobil and Chevron and stuff. And you've got to assume at some point the sector's going to bottom here. We have been adding to our oil bet today in our growth portfolio, and that seems to be the right thing to do at the moment. If the market's going to keep going, then energy's going to recover. When we look back, we're we're somewhere near the low on the long term, I'm entirely sure. Another sector that's of interest is smaller companies. At the top of the market, the first stocks you sell are the stocks that are small, mid-cap, high PE, lack liquidity, growth stocks. And uh, you assume that if we're going to play the market for this economic restart theme, this recovery theme, then some of the stocks that are going to come back are these sentiment-driven, smaller, mid-cap growth companies with high PEs that, that require sentiment rather than economic or rather than earnings fundamentals to drive them along. So small companies, certainly dust off that hot stock list that you were getting out of at the top of the market and start having a look at some of those stocks bottoming at the bottom of the market. Another sector is airlines, some of the best performers in the US overnight. Qantas is going to be with us for decades. It's not going to be sitting at this price in the long term. Financials also leading the recovery. Some of the UK banks up 5 to 6% overnight. We obviously had a very strong financials bounce yesterday on hopes that ANZ and Westpac weren't going to have capital raisings. And ANZ's have results out this morning. And although they've deferred the dividend, shouldn't they just say we've cut the dividend? Anyway, deferred the dividend, but they haven't had a big $3 billion capital raising and money being sucked out of the market was rather killing the sector. There are suggestions that the sector has bottomed. I've been looking at the broker research after the NAB capital raising and it's not that enthusiastic, I've got to say. There are quite a few buyers around, but the target price is only about 13% above the current share price. There's There's not enthusiasm, let's put it that way, but there is resignation that possibly can't go much lower. Anyway, sector had a very good day yesterday. Uh, ANZ is flat today, but the NAB's up 3.1%. CBA's up 1.5%. Westpac's up 1.8%. So financials certainly joining in this recovery as well. We will make sure we've got neutral holdings still, and we may even go overweight a little bit if they start to build momentum. 
We'll see what Westpac's results are like on Monday. Otherwise, resources are not being left behind either. BHP and Rio up 5% and 4% in the US. Not doing quite so well here, up 2% each this morning. Uh, if you are a fund manager concerned about relative performance, I think in the resources sector, you'd certainly have neutral holdings at this point. It's, it's probably not the best sector to play for a recovery, but it is certainly going to be in there with the, with the rest. And if you weren't holding BHP and Rio, it's probably a mistake if you are a relative performance concerned fund manager. Otherwise, a bit of a worry is I noticed the NASDAQ is now 9.4% off its high only. By comparison, the S&P 500 is only 13.4% off the top now, and our market's 25% off the top. And all this is due to the US technology sector. You've got overnight Microsoft up 4.5%, Apple up 3.3%, Facebook up 8%. It would be nice, if we were going to worry about the US market, it would be nice to just carve out the US technology stocks, the big ones, because they are dominating the index movements. They've obviously survived the virus very well. We really need to see what the underlying, the real market is doing without those big technology darlings, because that's what we should be comparing ourselves to. Otherwise, Gilead overnight, you'll be aware, have followed up the rather damp assessment of their new antiviral drug from a couple of weeks ago, which said it was a Chinese trial and it didn't really count. Anyway, they have come out overnight and told us that their antiviral is popping patients out of bed earlier and reduces symptoms and could become the go-to treatment for COVID-19. Anyway, that's been the, the rise in the US market has been blamed on that. The share price of Gilead was only up 7.5%. It's obviously a factor, but it's certainly not the factor. The main factor at the moment you can see in any of those curve charts, we use the Financial Times, which has a, a great free website tracking all the daily death tolls. And I've got a chart in the strategy section today. It's topped out. Everything's top, topping out. And this is what the market's uh, responding to. Otherwise, overnight, we had a US GDP number minus 4.8%. Irrelevant. It's a historic number. First quarter, who cares? We're, we're caring about not even this quarter, but the next quarter. This quarter, apparently, the GDP number is going to be down 40%. And whilst that may sound terrible, of course, that's going to be followed by a GDP number up 40%. So what do you react to on what time frame? Well, we certainly don't react to the March quarter just gone and the number out overnight and the, and the market didn't react to it. Which sectors struggled with the virus? The first quarter GDP number out in the US last night did tell us or give us a heads up uh, on which sectors have struggled the most with coronavirus and as such have the most earnings risk. And they include, slightly surprisingly, healthcare supplies into elective surgery. Apparently elective surgeries dropped off the cliff. Dentists, motor vehicles, furniture, clothing, footwear, transport, hotels, restaurants, consumer spending, imports, business investment, and mining capex. Well, we all sort of know that already, but what it does is highlight the sectors that are going to recover the most when the virus goes away. And that's perhaps the most important information at this stage. Otherwise, we had an inflation number yesterday up 2.2%, the first time it's been into the RBA's 2 to 3% range since 2018. Irrelevant. Again, it's a historic number. The RBA is also not being driven by inflation at the moment. It doesn't care about inflation. It's got other fish to fry. And anyway, the next quarterly inflation number, whilst this one was high, the next one is expected to be minus 1.9% for the quarter, showing deflation on an annual basis of 0.4%. So this is the number yesterday, not just not relevant. ANZ on its results, no dividend, but no capital raising. 
Henry's written about it today in the newsletter. Do go and have a look at that. And as I say, ANZ, yeah, flat on the day, hardly moved. The Fed had comments last night, uh, which were okay, not very surprising. Of course, they've left rates on hold at 0 to 0.25%, and they probably will be forever at this stage. Certainly, the bond markets don't expect any change in US rates for the foreseeable future. Uh, Other comments of theirs include the generally supportive comment that they will use all tools at their disposal to support the markets. And they warn that we're going to see an unprecedented drop in GDP. We know that already. And that the worst is ahead. We know that as well. And that they vow to continue support, which is them saying the Fed put is in place and the market likes that sort of stuff, as it obviously did last night. Although after the Fed statement, the market sort of fell a little bit. So I don't think it's really affecting things either way. At the end of all that, the strategy summary today is that having had 40% cash a couple of weeks ago, we went in, as you're aware, over the last few days, just buying recovery stocks. It wasn't really an asset allocation decision. We're just buying recovery stocks. And as such, ran our cash down to 20%. Well, the news this morning is that we have further put money into recovery stocks, which has effectively, without being an asset allocation decision, has effectively left us all in uh, at the moment. And we are all in. And some of the stocks we've bought include only in small size, but we've got a fair few recovery stocks in there, which are picked on sentiment improvement hopes rather than fundamentals. They include things like uh, Webjet Flight Center, Crown, Woodside, Wallies, IDP Education, Appen, Altium, Aristocrat Leisure. Those are the stocks that are going to outperform. It's no good just being all in. We've got to be in the right stocks if we want to outperform, which is what we want to do as fund managers. And if we want to make money, we've got to get the asset allocation decision right. And we think being pretty much invested at this point is probably the right idea. In the income fund we run, the SMA we run, we're putting some money into REITs. And this is not so much for their yield. So you rarely, you rarely, they, they don't have fully frank dividends. So they don't generally feature highly in income funds, but some of the REITs are now on over 6% yields, which is a rare opportunity. But we're not really interested so much in the yield, quite honestly. The income SMA has got a bit of a problem at the moment, which is banks have cut their dividends. Where are we going to find any income at all? And we've had a chat that we really do need to make money in the fund. A lot of income funds will be sitting in things like hybrids. You just don't get rich in hybrids. We're, we're trying to grow the capital as well in this period of thinned out dividends. And we reckon that with the REITs, there's good chance of a capital gain as well. They have been quite hard hit on credit crisis worries, and we think that's probably overdone. So with the banks passing dividends, we have to look for capital gains. And and that's one sector that now does have a bit of a yield, but also offers some sort of uh, capital gain. Finally, I would say for all those people who are constantly nervous Nellies and keep uh, writing to me saying, but what about and what if and the GDP and it's all terrible and you've you've gone far too quickly. I'll say say, uh, this, we have to make money out of the stock market. And if you are too long term, you simply can't because there'll always be some factor that will hold you back. You have to play the market for what it's offering you at the moment. At the moment, we think we're coming into a recovery rally. But there is a major risk. And yes, you're all right. And the risk is a second wave. It would be terrible for the market if we all came out of lockdown and had to go back in because the second time around, we're going to have to stay in longer and really make sure we nail it. And that could take a long time and do untold damage. So 
we'll handle it when it happens. And if it does, we'll have to come out like a, a rat on fire shooting out of a drain pipe. But for the moment, we're assuming it doesn't happen. Certainly in, in China, they haven't relapsed. So why should the rest of us? It seems a safe assumption. If you don't do things because of long-term what-ifs in the stock market, you just paralyze yourself. So we are doing the best we can for what we see on the time frame we've chosen which is now. And now we see the market recovering from the virus episode and running on the economic restart theme for the next month or so. And finally, for those of you who are not our glorious Marcus Today members, we do want you to subscribe to the newsletter. And until the end of the month, that means until midnight tonight, we have got a promotional code for you. If you go to our subscribe page, type in the promotional code, the facts. That is to say, T-H-E-F-A-C-T-S, into the promotional code box, you will get yourself a fabulous deal. Only available until midnight. I look forward to seeing you on the list. (laughs) 